0: Shalom, shalom, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about five steps to starting your bookkeeping business. I am super excited to share these things with you. These are five things that I think are very important that everyone that's going into the bookkeeping business should seriously consider and uh, take into um, consideration before starting. And as always, if if you've already started, then this may give you something to think about as well. But for the very first time before we get there, I'm going to read a review that I received. And I know that I tell you at the end of the closing of the episodes how much reviews can help my visibility of the podcast. Well, today, um, it's kind of weird to read a review that I get, but the reason I do this is, number one, so that I can personally thank the individuals that do this. Because otherwise, it's just on there. Most of the people, I have no clue who they are. This is just really cool, and I just wanted to say thank you. So, this one... It's entitled Wonderful Resource and it's from uh, Vicky's Bookkeeping. It says Michelle's podcasts are an awesome resource for church treasurers, bookkeepers, payroll managers, etc. She has a way of breaking down the church-related topics in an easy-to-understand language. I am excited for the upcoming podcast and will be recommending her podcast to many of my clients. How totally cool is that? That one just made my day. So thank you so much, Vicky, with Vicky's Bookkeeping. And each week, as long as y'all keep doing these reviews, I will read another one and see what you have to say. Let's dig into this episode. Shalom, my friend. That word means wholeness and well-being in the original Hebrew language, and that is my prayer for you. Welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. Hey there, I'm Michelle Brown and I love all things Jesus, business, church finances, and books. I help church finance individuals just like you go from feeling confused and frustrated with what you don't know about church finances to being more confident in your role while increasing your proficiency and expertise in the church finance realm. In this podcast, you're going to find practical and biblically-based business solutions along with a healthy dose of encouragement and a little bit of faith and mindset work to help you think like the business professional God created you to be. So if you are ready to walk out the calling the Lord has on your life and your business while on the adventure of the lifetime, then you are definitely in the right place. Grab your notebook and a pen to take some good notes in the dream God gave you because we're doing this. Let's go. All right, let's jump right into this. Five steps to starting your bookkeeping business. Number one, have or get bookkeeping experience. For me, this one is not optional. There are unfortunately advertisings on uh, the internet and especially on Facebook on how to open your bookkeeping business with no bookkeeping experience whatsoever. To me, that is an oxymoron. If you're going to go into business for something, you need to know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing then you need to get the training that you need to do the first thing that you're going to do to get this bookkeeping experience is you're going to get on the job experience whether it's a first time bookkeeping position or whether you already work in a company and you move into the bookkeeping role find a place who is willing to train you to give you some of that experience the next thing that you can do is you can take college courses i recommend getting at least an associate's degree in bookkeeping that's what i did i already had over 20 years bookkeeping experience but before i opened my firm in 2017 i wanted to make sure that because i was self-taught that i actually knew a decent amount about bookkeeping and it wasn't just all in my head So I went back to school and got an associate's degree in accounting. Thankfully, it it was easy for me because I had been there for doing it for so long. But there were things that I learned. So you can, you know, you can learn QuickBooks at the school. You can learn basic accounting. You can learn managerial accounting. You can learn some payroll. So the second thing you can do is take some college courses. The third option are online courses. Online education is huge now. You can find an online course for anything and everything. There's no excuse for you not to learn. There are different courses out there that can be beneficial to you, so you can do those. Uh, The fourth thing you can do is become a QuickBooks Pro Advisor. There's a difference between learning bookkeeping and learning bookkeeping software. When you are a bookkeeper and you're learning bookkeeping, you're learning the debits and credits. You're learning why this information is put where it is. What does it mean? What are liabilities? What is equity? What are assets and things like that? Learning QuickBooks software is you're knowing where to plug in the numbers. But when you become a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, and I do know people who have no bookkeeping experience whatsoever, they pass this exam, they get that Pro Advisor title. That's all in good, but then you still need to go get the -the on-the-job, hands-on experience. But the cool thing about the QuickBooks Pro Advisor is that once you get that status, it unlocks a lot of additional training opportunities. It's going to give you product-specific training in QuickBooks itself. They also have a couple modules on foundational skills for bookkeeping. So they actually do try to help you learn some bookkeeping skills. And then they also do client advising because you will find as you get into the bookkeeping role that you are much more. Let me premise this. If you are good at what you do, okay, you are much more than a numbers gal. You do more than just plug in the numbers. You tell them why the numbers are what they are how to get to where they need to get. And then the last thing I would put under the experience is especially, especially if you're going to do church bookkeeping, get some industry-specific training for the niche you're interested in serving. And I understand that not everybody listening to this business podcast may not be interested in church finances. I think you should be because there's a huge need. But regardless, find industry-specific training. But I will tell you straight up, There's not a whole lot of it out there, um, which is one of the reasons why this podcast exists. But there are ways out there that you can find it. So we need to make sure that you find it. So number one, have bookkeeping experience or get bookkeeping experience before you start your bookkeeping business. Number two, and this may sound like a no brainer, but a lot of people struggle with this is decide on a name and you need to check with your state secretary of state for availability then you need to register with them you would be amazed how many businesses have the same exact name because they don't check on this especially a lot of sole proprietors because if you're generally a sole proprietor you don't have to register any type of business because you're not a legal business entity you're just operating under your own name or a dba But you do need to register that name with that, okay? I do suggest starting out as a sole proprietor or if you're in a state that allows it, do a single member LLC. That's what I do for my business. At least it it gives you some protection and it's the easiest and the least expensive way to open. You do not need to open up as an S-corp. That is too much laws, tax laws that you need to abide by. Too many rules and regulations that are in place for the amount of money that you're making plus the tax prep expense is a whole lot higher for an S-corp versus a sole proprietorship Schedule C. So number three, get insurance. Yes, you need insurance. Even if you are completely 100% remote, you need to get insurance. Professional liability insurance and errors and omission insurance are essentially the same thing, but that's the type of insurance a bookkeeper needs. People use those terms interchangeably, and but they're referring basically to the same thing. Professional liability insurance is especially important for businesses like your IT guys, your tech guys, business consultants, marketing consultants, because incorrect advice or failure to perform professional services could lead to a lawsuit. Even if you haven't made a mistake, you can still be sued. A general professional liability insurance policy should cover the legal fees protecting you and your business from potentially crippling costs. Because if you're just operating as a sole proprietorship and you don't have insurance, they're going to sue you personally, which is your personal assets. That's why you need to make sure that you've got insurance. Number four. And this one can be really frustrating, time-consuming, maybe a little scary to people. You got to have an online presence. By online presence, I'm going to cover four areas that I think are really important. Number one, you need a website. That's the first thing. There are a couple of different ways. And I'm just going to share with you what I do because it's working for me. You can check out my sites and see what they look like. So the first one is... A website company called Wix, W-I-X, if you don't already have a website. The reason I like this one is I have the ability to customize it any way I want it. Um, You can check out my website that I built through Wix is www.bookkeepingwithapurpose.com. I completely built this website. I go in, I can change the fonts, I can change the colors, I can change the layout, I can add pages, I can hide pages... Um, I recently just last week because I launched the podcast I added a podcast page you can hear my my podcast episodes there you can see some of my reviews there and the cool thing is is I created that which is absolutely amazing but I also have another website and it is through client wise that's c-l-i-e-n-t-w-h-y-s and what this one is, the reason I have this one is because this one is a professional website created just for accountants, bookkeepers, and tax preparers. And what makes them so cool is they have a client portal, which is where my clients and I exchange sensitive documents Um, they have a bank secure encrypted portal you never ever send sensitive data via email or text everything goes through that portal they make social media posts for me they provide a monthly blog and they also create a monthly newsletter and automatically send it obviously wix is a one-time fee very reasonable one-time sorry not one-time fee but once a year you just pay it annually client-wise i pay on a monthly basis But I pay more for the ClientWise site, and I get more for that site. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, the website for that one is my company site. It's www.hallmarktax.com. But you'll see that I recently had the ClientWise website redesigned, to where it matches more my bookkeepingwithapurpose.com website. So I'm really excited about that. So even though they do the templates, I still pick the colors and the pictures. I do the wording. Um, I do everything like that. So you need a website. You definitely don't need two websites. I just... I wanted two different ones because I have the company business for the outsourcing, but then I also have the bookkeeping for the church training and the podcast site. Third thing is you need a Google business account. Number one, I read, I was listening to a podcast either this morning or yesterday morning, and it said like 78% of internet searches come through google you have got to be on google a google business account is totally free the key with that though is that you need to have seo driven keywords which is seo stands for search engine optimization which just means that when people want go to search for your business what words are they going to type in to look for so that you pop up mine i try to have in there church finances church bookkeeping church payroll clergy taxes you know 990 t's things like that so that if someone types in google these type of things in my state or my area hopefully i come up i want to be on the first page but hopefully i come up to the top so google business accounts are free they'll send you a monthly email They'll shoot you an email telling you you know, how many people clicked on your link, how many people called you from your website, how many people are looking at your website, how many people looked at pictures that you posted. I don't do a whole lot with the Google business account, but I am on there. I do update it at least every six months or so to make sure that my seo is working that all of my information is correct and then the last way that you need to have an online presence if you're going to have a bookkeeping business is you gotta be on social media not all of them you do not need to be spending all of your time on social media you need to choose one platform two at the most and the key is to be consistent with your posting. And when I say be consistent with your postings, that means number one, you need to post daily something or at least every other day. I don't post daily. I do try to do at least every other day during the week. I take weekends off. And then make your content match across your platforms, like your images, your messages. So if you look at my business page on Facebook, And then if you look at my if you're on my email list and you get my newsletters and then if you look at my podcast imagery and then if you look at both of my websites you will see a pattern that matches the colors are the same The types of images are the same. So that when something pops up, you want people who see it to automatically say, Oh, that's Michelle with Hallmark Tax Solutions. Or, Oh, that's Michelle with Bookkeeping with a Purpose. Or, Oh, that's Michelle, the totally cool lady who started this new bomb diggity podcast. Okay. So you just want, you want your branding. It's called branding. You want them to get familiar. And then once you got your online presence, okay, Then you need to start networking. I'm just going to tell you right now, there is more than enough work to go around. Okay. You do not need to be worried about somebody stealing your clients because once you get into a niche, a niche is where you serve a small, smaller segment of the population. Like my niche is churches and clergy taxes. I don't do anything else. I don't do truck drivers. I don't do restaurants. I don't do um, hair salons. I only do churches. I only do clergy. So when I'm out at an event or word is out and people are asking about who does your church bookkeeping or their pastors are in a minister's conference and they're talking about well, who does your taxes, they immediately say, oh, Michelle with Hallmark Tax Solutions. And I guarantee you at least two or three other people in that same conversation are going to say, I use her too, because I've been a part of that. And that's really cool. Okay. There is more than enough work to go around. And I actually had a conversation with a gentleman this week who was looking for a mentor because the gentleman that he was originally working with does church bookkeeping and works with churches. And he is so busy and so overworked that he doesn't have time to work with this other gentleman. Because he's, he says, I just, I don't have time. I'm too busy. Once people find out that you do churches and that you're good at it, you're going to get the work. Okay. And we will, I will talk and teach you later um, in another episode of how to get the word out to the churches and what you can do uh, to help bring in the business. But a, a couple of things that you can do by networking is number one, again, going back to social media, is to join Facebook groups where you're a part of other bookkeeping and tax professional groups. Um, I don't do a whole lot of professional groups. I'm in a, a, a nonprofit group. I'm in a, another accounting group just because the guy that leads it does a great job in it. But a lot of the time for me, and again, this is just for me. People don't watch their mouth on Facebook. <laughs> they think that it is perfectly okay to be vulgar in their post. And I'm like, seriously, people, you're talking about bookkeeping or accounting or tax preparation. How on earth is using this language edifying you and building you up and helping you to get the answers you need? So I un have unjoined a lot of Facebook groups. That's just me, which is why I created my own Facebook group and the next Facebook group that you want to join is groups that are in the niche that you want to serve. Okay, I am in three that specifically that I have. The first one I created, which is a church bookkeeping and clergy tax Facebook group we have a fantastic group of people in there we have over i believe 1200 members right now i have church bookkeepers church treasurers i have pastors i have uh, tax professionals bookkeeping professionals payroll specialists in there and they all help each other out and they do a fantastic job they do know that when they join the number one rule is no foul language you don't be rude You don't talk down to people. You don't make people feel bad because they're asking a question. But you show respect to the people in there. It's just a great group. I'm also a member of a QuickBooks for Nonprofits group. They do a really good job. And they're very, very intelligent uh, people in there. They cover all nonprofits, not just churches. But I do like to go in there um, occasionally because I'll get people in there with church questions. And that group is mainly not for me to gain business from, but to just help people, to answer questions for them. And once you get in there, don't see every networking opportunity as a way to make money. First and foremost, you need to be there to help people. And that's what we need to do. And then lastly, you can join local networking groups. But local networking groups can be great as well. Those are the five steps I'm gonna review real quick for you is number one, either have or get bookkeeping experience. There's no excuse for it. Number two, decide on a name and then check with your secretary of state for availability and then register with them. Number three, get insurance. It's not ridiculously expensive. It's very, very affordable. The company that I use and a lot of accountants use is Hiscox. It's H-I-S-C-O-X so uh, you can get a quote from them number four have a strong online presence you know have the website do the google business account do the social media and the one thing that i will preface on that again is as social media is a great option because it's free advertising but social media as you know it goes down it crashes it has glitches your website is always there your website is huge number and then number five is networking there is more than enough work to go around Uh, join those facebook groups join those local networking groups get your name out there i hope these have been helpful to you these are just things that came to my mind when I thought, you know, what were things that I would have liked to have known when I started my bookkeeping business. And again, if you're already in business, maybe there's something that you hadn't thought of before. Or again, as always, I love to get confirmation that I'm on the right track. So if you're doing all these things, woo-hoo, give yourself a high five and um, you can pass this along to someone else who could benefit from it. Thank you again so much uh, for joining me today, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Hey there friend, thank you for hanging out with me again for another episode of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. If this podcast has inspired you or helped you in any way, I sure would appreciate it if you would do me a couple of favors. Number one, if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps others to find my podcast and I would greatly appreciate it. And then number two, share this with someone who you think can benefit from it so that they can be encouraged as well and learn something new about church bookkeeping. So until next time, I hope you have the most fantastic day. Know how much you are appreciated and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Bye-bye.